And I'm Crystal. We are two homeschooling moms who hope to uplift, encourage, and inspire you all while keeping it real. Hello, and thank you for joining Inspired Homeschool Podcast. Today, we have a very special guest with us, um, Carrie Strong. She's the author of You Can Homeschool, uh, a new book that recently came out, and we are so excited to have her today. Hi, Carrie. Thank you. for Hi. (laughs) Thanks for having me. So, Carrie, I think before we start, I'd love to hear a little bit more about you. Sure. Yeah, I'm a mom with four kids. I got married 11 years ago to my wonderful husband, Kyle. And um, I was always one of those moms that thought I would never homeschool my kids. (laughs) I'm sure a lot of moms out there can relate. But yeah, we have four kids. We've kind of lived all over the place. We're originally from um, Southwest Michigan in the Kalamazoo area and grew up in a little town called Richland. Um, that's where I met my husband. And um, then we've, we've been in Indiana for a while, lived in Phoenix for a year before moving back to Michigan. So now we're up here in the north in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> um, love it. It's very peaceful up here. Well, I'm sure it's beautiful. My husband's actually from Ohio. So now if he knew I was okay. with you, I don't know that would be allowed. No, you know? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Are you a big football fan? Um, more or less. My grandpa loved Ohio State. So <laughs> oh, okay. So you're like a house divided, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So I know that Crystal and I have been so lucky to read the book ahead of time. You were so kind to send it to us. So we read your book ahead of time. And I know in your book, you've shared the reasons that you started homeschool. Um, But can you share with our listeners a little bit about those reasons? What made you decide to homeschool? Sure. Yeah. Um, Like I said, I was just one of those moms that didn't think I would ever homeschool. It it really wasn't because I I didn't want to. It just really wasn't even on my radar. Um, I grew up in a in a public school and it turned out fine. <laughs> and I just I never even thought about it. Um, and I'm pretty task oriented too. So I always thought that you know as soon as I ever have kids one day, I'm just going to immediately enroll them so I can get back to my tasks. I know it sounds terrible, but that's just how <laughs> task oriented I was or am. I should say not was, but um, still a work in progress there. But um, <laughs> as soon as I enrolled my son, my firstborn son, Elijah, um, I watched as his little body walked through this crowded doorway with all of these bigger kids. And my heart just sank. And I thought, oh my goodness, I'm losing my kid. And I didn't anticipate that feeling coming over me. Um, I thought, well, that's probably normal. A lot of, a lot of moms probably feel that way when they first have have kids that go to school, but that feeling did not go away for me. It, it just continued um, throughout the semester and I would go and I would volunteer my time in his classroom and it would just be almost painful for me because I just wanted to take him home with me. Um, he got the worst of me and my, me and my husband at the end of the day, cause we were tired and, and we kind of got the worst of him too, at the end of the day, because he was tired. And I just felt like I had handed him over to the state to be raised. And um, my, I just started talking to my husband about this. I'm like, I'm just, I'm not feeling comfortable with him being at school. And I just feel like he's like a different kid now and not necessarily a good way. So we started praying about it. And every year, my husband and I do a vision retreat together where we just get away and we pray and we kind of cast a vision for the next year. 
And um, we had started just talking a little bit about like, what if we, what if we pulled him out of school and he started learning life alongside of us. So instead of pulling him out of life to learn about life, we pulled him into life to learn about life. Mm -hmm. And like, we could start making chicken coops together. Maybe we could cook together. You could build things with them and we could go to museums and just all of these ideas flooded my head. Like, and I just, it was kind of like a grace almost fell from heaven. Like, Carrie, you're going to do this. And Mm -hmm. I just got so excited about it. And we, we prayed about it. And while we were praying the verse that says, teach us to number our days so that we can gain a heart of wisdom came to my mind. I'm like, that's it. Like, we don't know how many years we have with our children. And I know that these are the most influential years of their lives. So we both were on board and decided to pull, pull him out of school um, around Christmas time. So he was only in school for about three months. And ever since then, I've been homeschooling all of my kids. So they're now in the fourth, third and second grade. And then I have a newborn as well. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, I love all that you just said. And and I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Um, You know, I know for me, I can relate to that. I grew up in public school and I never thought of it. And I actually didn't start homeschooling my kids till two years ago. And I have a, I have two high schoolers. So I have a 11th and 10th grader. And then I have a fifth grader and a first grader. So my homeschool journey didn't start till much later. Um, but I kind of felt that at a different time, the pull to homeschool. Um, and, um, yeah, I just, I love that, you know, for you, it it was like, it was, you felt it at the time that you needed to homeschool your child. And I think in, in all Mm -hmm. of our lives, we have those, uh, feelings, those inspirations to do certain things. And, and I, I really think at this point in my life is when the Lord was leading me to kind of start homeschooling my kids as well. So that's awesome. Yeah. So what would you, so this book goes into quite a few areas that I think are super helpful to homeschoolers or people who are considering homeschooling. Um, So you really touch on several important areas of homeschool in your book. And if you could choose one to share, um, if you only were able to pick one area of the book, I know it's a lot, <laughs> but if you could put yeah. one area of the book to really, you know, share with our listeners right now, what would you, what would you share with them? The part that jumps into my head right now is, uh, I mean, definitely it's important to know why you're homeschooling. And there's so many stories in there of why different moms have done it, whether it's because they like the flexibility or um, they want their children back or because of what's being taught in the schools right now. Um, but the when section kind of jumps into my mind. Um, or I'm sorry, not the when section, the, the where and the what. Um, I kind of clump those together. Um, just really having an idea of where you want your children to end up in life and having that be kind of determine how you homeschool or even if you homeschool. Um, I know for us, I would, I would just, the end goal has become more and more clear that I want my kids to know what's being taught out there in the world and to be able to discern truth from lies in the end and to be able to walk away as responsible, hardworking adults that have just uh, a real discernment of what is right and wrong. Um, there's just so many things right now um, being taught in our world. And I didn't even know um, before writing this book. How, 
how much, how bad it's gotten really. Like, um, I'm reading a book right now called mama bear apologetics guide to sexuality. And she talks about very goes into depth of just the things that are being taught to our children. And, um, I've told my kids what's out there, but then just having the opportunity on a daily basis to tell them, but this is what the Bible says. This is, this is God's word. This is what your life, um, how God designed your life to look. And when we live the way that we were designed to live then that, and when we use our gifts and callings, the way that he's called us to do it, that's where we're going to really find fulfillment in life. So it's not necessarily just sheltering them from all the, all the things being told out there, but homeschooling just gives us an opportunity to really address the lies that are in our culture with the truth of God's word. Um, I heard recently um, just uh, an analogy that you wouldn't, you wouldn't send your kids into a military zone without being trained or properly armed. And I think that as homeschool parents, we have the opportunity to train and arm our kids on a daily basis to go out there and fight the kind of wars that they're going to be fighting in our culture um, with the truth of God's word. And, uh, just recently the Lord has given me a picture too of, um, I'm a, I like to garden and uh, this is the year that the first year that I've really attempted to really garden. And I, I, we just moved here. So I didn't really pay attention to where the sun would be in our yard. Mm -hmm. And I didn't pay attention to what kind of soil we had. I just went out and I planted my rose and I planted all the seeds the exact same way. I, I didn't necessarily even read on the back how far down they're supposed to go or like how spaced but like I didn't even realize that like we have sandy soil so then we're going to need to add this and that to our soil or like the shade is here and these plants actually need more sun and um as I was thinking about my garden I felt like this picture came to my mind of when we put our kids in public school essentially they're all being planted in the exact same soil at the exact same time with the exact same kind of um, environment. And each kid is so unique and we don't know um, when they're going to be ready for the elements, but as parents, we can watch and watch their maturity level and see when they're ready to be planted in the world and when, and what kind of soils they need, what gifts they have, what talents they have and how we can, um, steward them in such a way or direct them in such a way that maximizes what their giftings are. So that kind of, um, that, that play, I didn't use that analogy in my book, but that, cause that one came to me just recently, but that's more in like the what and, and where you want your kids to end up. That is great. I, I love that. And I love, um, what you also said earlier about, um, when you were talking about, you know, the, the where you want your children to end up later. So that to me was something, a new perspective to look at. Like, you know, usually when you're homeschooling, you're thinking about just getting through the day or getting through that school year, the semester. And it's, I think it's really important to look at what, who do we want our children to be when they're adults? Do we, you know, how do we want them to be, you know, and that's a really great way to look at, you know, the long-term goal of you want to raise these little souls up to be good, strong, independent, critically thinking, you know, adults, mm-hmm. you know, and I think that's, that's really, really important for people to consider where, where your end goal is, what, what you see for your children down the road. So I really liked what you said earlier. And of course, I loved your analogy, uh, Crystal and I, 
We're both gardeners. We love gardening. <laughs> You're one of our people. You're like one of us, you know? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, and I know Crystal, um, we've talked so much about your book and, and, and Crystal had some great thoughts with, uh, the, um, so my brain just, you know, it's just every year I lose more brain cells, you know, as I get older, <laughs> the types of learning you were talking earlier, Crystal, to me about. Yeah. So, one thing that I felt was really helpful in your book was um, there was quite a few things, but the four, uh, you know, learning styles, the five learning languages. But what I thought was super helpful was I think it was the nine methods of learning. Um, Mm. I love that because for me, when I started out, I am so used to public school, right. And my kids were in public school for most of their and my older two for most of their life, I didn't pull my oldest out till he was a freshman in high school. So they were so programmed to mm. how a school day should look like. And so this is our third year coming up of homeschooling. And after reading the book, I'm like, oh my goodness, like there's all these different methods and ways of teaching your children. And so I love that you talked about those methods and you had stories that um, from mothers who you know, have you these used these methods of, um, you know, these different methods of homeschooling. And so um, which approach I was going to ask you, which approach you used um, in teaching your kids at home? And also, has mm-hmm. your approach or method changed um, during your homeschool journey? Yes, it has changed a lot. So I was definitely programmed like your family to do everything the traditional way. So the very first year, because I was a teacher myself, actually, before um, I became a homeschooling mom, or actually before I got married. And um, so I just thought, you know, you would take what's done in the classroom, and you would do it at home. So the first year, I had like the ABCs up on the wall, I had posters everywhere, I had my student desks, I had my teacher desk, my chalkboard, like it looked like a classroom. And I shouldn't say that I don't do that anymore, because to some extent, I still do. Um, cause it is hard to unprogram or de-school and like, you just kind of have, you have to work a little bit with what your personality is to not just like go to the other extreme. But, um, so, I mean, the first year it was just very much to the book. I mean, I read my curriculum and I was a slave to my curriculum rather than it being a resource to serve me. And now I feel like it's morphed quite a bit more to where now my curriculum is a resource for me to use as a guide, if I want to use that guide, but now I get to teach my kids and I get to decide what things we need to focus on or where they need more attention. Um, so I do still buy my curriculum and I do a lot of things that are traditional, but I love to take what we're learning in class and go find ways in the world that are more natural to implement them. So for example, um, this week we, I started school early because we had shifted our summer because of our having a baby. So we started school this week and in my science in science, we were learning, um, about circuits and about, um, electricity and all of that. So I'm like, okay, put the books down. Let's go to this, this science center that we have. Um, so we drove to the science it's called cognition up, up North. We go there sometimes. Um, so, and they actually have like all of these different science manipulatives that they can use. And one of them is how to build a circuit and to get the electricity flowing through and turn on a fan. So instead of just reading about it, now we try to go out and find ways that we can implement it. 
Um, there's been so many fun times like that, even like a few years back in my health class, um, we were learning about, you know, the different things of hygiene, like brushing your teeth, washing, washing your hands and um, taking a bath and all of the things that you need to do to have good hygiene. And then I would have my kids say like, okay, now list for me the different things that you can do to have good hygiene. They're like, oh, I don't know. So it's just like, <laughs> anything register. So I'm like, all right, march downstairs. We're going to go take a bath. We're going to go flip the nails. We're going to do all of these things. And as soon as I did that, then I'm like, okay, what did we just do? And they're like, oh, well, we washed our hands and we did all the things. So I think um, for me, I haven't completely gotten rid of the traditional, but I've I've been able to even pray about like, okay, God, give me ideas today of how I can implement this in nature so they can learn it in a more organic kind of way. And that's, that's the approach that I take. Um, it's not necessarily, I mean, it's traditional, but it also implements a lot of like the unschooling where you just kind of do things naturally in nature and like let their interests be their guide. Um, so like the more formula, I don't know if you guys are familiar. Well, yeah, that was one of the um, uh, ones toward the end. So it starts out with online, traditional, Montessori, Waldorf, um, there's Charlotte Mason, classical, and then the, there's um, unit studies, more formula, and then there's the unschooling approach. So there's all these different approaches that you can take to schooling your kids. Um, I think the one that I love, um, I mean, they all have great, great things about them. But when I read the more formula, um, I don't necessarily follow it, but a lot of their ideas I, I like to pull out because there, there's three things that they focus on, which is service um, academics and manual labor, labor. So they're, they're learning all of those things. Like they're, they have time for academics, but they go out in the world and they try to apply those things and doing it with a perspective of how can I serve the people around me? So there's definitely things that I'll pull out of each one. We definitely pull out of, um, classical, like we'll do chants and songs and stuff to help memorize things. Um, we definitely pull out of the unschooling approach from just kind of letting interest be your guide. Um, and really, I guess, like I ended up throwing my story in the eclectic section because like, well, I kind of do everything. And I heard the mom say that too, where it's like, I'll start out with one, but like when I've read all of the different methods, I'm like, well, yeah, I do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. And I mean, really as a mom, that's, that's so fun for us because we can tailor our education around who our children are and what works for us as parents. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I have to agree. I have to agree. Like for sure, just after reading all the different methods, there's some that I've definitely leaned more towards. And, um, but it's interesting because like my, like I've definitely have changed ways of learning and, and have that process of, okay, what do they need to work on? Like, what are, what are some areas where they're struggling and, and what would be the best approach to help them Mm-hmm. you know, improve and excel in those areas. So, um, yeah. yeah. And I love what you say about, um, you know, it's come up in just what you were speaking about. And also before when you basically, I can tell you put God first among everything you pray you know, in the morning, Lord, please help me find, you know, ways to implement this idea organically. And I just love how you do that. I think that is so important. And that's, you know, that's how Crystal and I actually came to do this podcast is we felt, you know, you know, like you, there's a million podcasts, you know, and what do we have to offer? Well, maybe not a lot, but maybe, you know, mm-hmm. someone will hear something we say and be inspired, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, I really love that you, you know, put God first 
when you're raising your children and figuring out what, what to teach them and how to teach them best. I think that's super important. And I just love hearing that, you know, so we appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I think for the mom out there who feels like they're just inadequate, like they can't do this, or maybe they're homeschooling because they feel like they don't have all the resources they need. I think that that is, um, it's a really cool opportunity to see God come through because he does. And I mean, there's so many times where I don't feel adequate to do what I'm doing, but then when you, when you pray about it, like the Lord just does, he brings things to mind of like, Oh, or the right person to mind or the right, you know, whatever connection that we need for that moment. Yes, you're absolutely right. I agree. And I've seen that in my own life with, um, Hmm. with homeschooling. So for sure, I'm sure many of our listeners have as well. Yeah. So Carrie, um, for those who are listening into our podcast, um, who are considering homeschooling, like, um, like, and they feel they can't, what would you say to those people? I think, um, I mean, cause I know that the number one reason a lot of moms don't homeschool is because of patience. They feel like they don't, they don't have the patience to do it or their kids won't listen to them. Um, I just want to tell you that if God is calling you, that you, you are enough, um, that he, like I said earlier, he will supply you with the ideas and the resources that you need. And sometimes it's on a daily basis. Like he won't give you the whole year. I mean, he might, but, um, I think that just, it gives us an opportunity to rely on the Lord and see him come through on a moment by moment, daily basis. And so if he's calling you to it, I mean, he will give you the strength to do it. Great. Well, thank you. And for our listeners, again, we're speaking with Carrie Strong and she's written the book, You Can Homeschool. You can find her um, book on Amazon at any bookstore. Um, Her website is strongroots.farm. Is that right? That's right. Okay. And we will have the links below on this podcast. So you will be able to read this book because Crystal and I both agree this is such a great book. And it is such a great book for someone either starting out or someone who's been doing it a little longer, like us. Not that much longer, but a little longer. (laughs) We so appreciate you coming on our podcast and meeting with us. It's been such a great experience reading your book and meeting with you. And for those who are listening, please like and subscribe. We will talk to you again soon.